Uh, to start off, I just want to tell you that I love you, and I've been praying for you, and um, I'm not going to tear apart Scripture tonight and get exegete and, and whatever, but I do have a, I feel like the Lord has a word for you tonight, and uh, He's spoken to my heart about this, and I hope He'll do the same for you, but um, um, you know, do y'all know anybody that you would consider to be a, a, a motor mouth, um, a, 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 a windbag, a, a talkative person, I mean, like the person that could talk the ears off a of billy goat, you ever heard that before? Someone you know that they, they could talk and paint would just come off the walls, right? Um, some people have the gift of gab, and um, some people just have, have that. And my children would probably say that I have that gift. Um, don't, mm-hmm. Can't tell you how many times we've left a store and Molly would go, Dad, you had to talk to everybody, you know? And uh, Mason will say, Dad, do you know him? Like, no, you acted like you did or whatever. I do like to talk. Um, I, do, I do like to meet new people, and um, that's just part of the way God wired me. But I, I believe tonight that I, I've been convicted because um, recently I've been talking with the students and challenging the students to be ready and willing at any given moment uh, to, be, uh, to be a voice for the Lord, to, to share their faith, to talk about Jesus. And, you know, we can sit up here and say it all day long, but we need to do it too as preachers, right? Outside of these walls. And I've been convicted in my own life, you know, uh, to do it more often uh, than just you know, conversations, but you know, this past Wednesday, um, I'll give you a little summary of what we talked about Wednesday night. Y'all, y'all know the story in Acts chapter 16 where um, Paul and Silas are in Philippi, and um, you know, this little woman, little girl was, was following them and saying, this is the, These are the men of God, and they're, he, they're saying truth. She was saying a true fact about Paul and Silas, and Paul got irritated, and what did he do? Turned around and said, In the name of Jesus, get out of her, and cast a demon out, right? Well, because of that, the owners of the little girl lost money. Y'all know that story. And um, they got mad at Paul and Silas. They had him drugged in front of the magistrates. And had him, they lied about him. They had him beaten. Um, and, and, and they took him to prison. Y'all know the story about the Philippian jailer, right? You said yes. You know it. And, and they put him in stocks. And they're, they're in the jail, in this inner cell. And, and you know, instead of complaining and whining, it ain't fair. Why are we here? What did they do? They prayed and praised the Lord. And, you know, I kept thinking, you know, when I was talking about this Wednesday night, if that was me, I'd be complaining, and this ain't fair, call my lawyer, this ain't, you know, whatever. But they're, they're praying and praising God in a, in a moment of suffering, bleeding and bruised and hurting. They prayed, and, they, and y'all know that the, the, the other prisoners heard. And then what happened at midnight? Big earthquake, right? And the, the doors opened, the chains fell off, and instead of running out, which they had the right to do, they stayed there, and the jailer, you know, tried to, you know, was about to kill himself, and Paul said, no, 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 whoa, whoa, we're all here, bud, come on in. They put themselves in a position to talk and to share Jesus with somebody. A tough position, any volunteers who go to jail and be beaten for nothing, right? Anybody in here want, right? Tough position to be in, but they were there because they trusted God, and they were looking for opportunities to be ready and willing to share their faith and to make much of the name of Jesus, and, uh, you know, the, the story goes on, you know, they, 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 uh, they shared the word of the Lord with the jailer, and he took them to their house, and he w- took care of their wombs and fed them, and they were baptized. And him and his whole family were born again, right? Do you, let me ask you this. Would you like to see that in your life? Wouldn't it be cool if, if one of your friends that you've been praying for for years and years and years finally gave their life to Jesus? What, what if one of your, your family members you've been praying for? for you know, I prayed for my Uncle Jack for literally from the time I was a I don't remember young enough to pray for my Uncle Jack because he was lost. At the age of 70, I think it was three years old, he gave his life to Jesus. Don't quit praying for your family members. Don't quit, pray, don't quit looking for opportunities to be ready and willing to share your faith uh, with those that need Jesus. And tonight we're going to talk about this thing called Jesus Talks. 
I know it's a little, I started to say Jesus conversations, but Jesus talks, because I think we need to be encouraged to, to have Jesus talks with lost people. Amen? Do you love Jesus? Do you have Jesus in your life? Have you received him? Don't you think the world needs Jesus? Then why aren't we doing it? You know, our, our baptism should be filled every Sunday. I mean, no, there's a lot of lost people around us, and we're not doing anything about it. We, me included, pastors, leaders, ministers, we're not doing enough about the lost people around us that are dying, going to hell. We need to be having Jesus talks as much as we possibly can. Um, the Lord's been really convicting me about that in my life. I can tell the students, you know, hey, y'all need to be doing it, but I need to be doing it. I need to be sharing my faith. You know, we, you assume we're going to preach the gospel from a pulpit, right? We should be telling people how to be saved. And you can bring your lost people here. We'll, we'll tell them about Jesus. But we also need to be doing outside of these four walls as, as ministers and as people of God, sharing our faith with the lost and dying world. Um, I need to be having, you need to be having, Pastor Doug needs to be having, and all our, our staff needs to be having Jesus talks with lost people on a, on a weekly basis. So been convicted about that. And tonight, I don't think anybody would argue that we need to be doing that, right? Everybody agrees. Having Jesus talks, people need Jesus, so let's do it. So, um, you know, one of our, our main purposes of a church is to evangelize and and we try to give you opportunities. Uh, who's going to Mardi Gras next weekend, right? You'll be sharing your faith, giving people the word of God, sharing. Who's going to Alaska this summer, right? Honduras, Guatemala, Brazil in like two weeks, and um, New Orleans. We're going, we're going to all Alaska. All, I already said Alaska. All these different places because we want to give you opportunities to share Jesus with people. But I'm really just worried and concerned we're not doing it to our neighbors, our coworkers, our teammates, our family members. We're not having Jesus talks with those people that are closest to us. We need to be having those conversations. We need to be having Jesus talks with people around us. Um, so if you're taking notes, I want you to take notes about, because I'm going to give you um, four little simple ways that I found, and I believe the scriptures teach us, to how we can have Jesus talks more in our life. First of all, ask for them. What's well, earth shattering, isn't it? We need to ask God for them. We need to ask for opportunities. Ask and pray and say, Lord, give me an opportunity today, this week, to talk about Jesus. Now, some of y'all, I mean, I know, Doug, you've been doing the evangelism training on Wednesday nights and going through that, and I haven't been able to be a part of that because I've been over here, but I know we, you, we can give you all the tools in the world, but you have to do it. You have to look for those opportunities. You have to ask God to give you a chance to use those tools that we give you. Now, do you have to have the whole Roman road memorized to share your faith? And No, it's good, it's handy, it's helpful. But first and foremost, just pray and ask God to give you opportunities to share Jesus with people. Now, Paul in Romans chapter 10, uh, he was talking about the religious Jews at this point and how uh, they were zealous for their faith. But he said this in chapter 1 of, of Romans 10, and we're going to be jumping around a lot. So if you want to try to flip to it, you can, but they're all be on the screen. I have a lot of scripture tonight. Um, he says in verse 1, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them, talking about the zealous Jews, is that they may be saved. My heart's desire and my prayer to God for these men, these women that are so lost in their religion, is that they will be saved, that they'll give their life to Jesus and turn their heart over to him. And, and I'm concerned that our heart's desire is not to see people born again. I'm convicted in my life that I'm not burden for lost people like I should be. I'm burdened for you and our student minister and our college minister and our senior adult minister and our well, 
children, that we're not burdened. We don't have a heart's desire to see people come to know Jesus. But do you pray for your, your, the salvation of your friends, your family, your, peer, your peers, your coworkers, your teammates? Pray for them. Ask God to give you a heart's desire to see lost people saved. You know, Colossians, Paul says in chapter 4, verse 3, um, he, he says, pray also for us. Now, we need to pray and ask for them for us, okay? God, give me an opportunity this week, but also pray for other opportunities. Now, my Uncle Jack, I mentioned earlier, he lived in Atlanta for most of his life, and I, never, I hardly ever saw him. So I would pray God send someone to him, put someone in his life to share Jesus with them. So not only do we need to pray for us and ask God to give us Jesus talks, but pray for other people to have Jesus talks with people that we love. So he says in Colossians 4, 3, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may t- make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. So pray for him and pray for Paul said, pray for us. Pray for your, your church staff. Would you please say amen if you pray for us? Pray for your social teacher. Pray for your parents. Pray for your siblings. Pray for your children that, that God would open doors to declare the mystery of Christ to lost and dying people. Um, open doors. Now, I pray a lot for open doors. Y'all already do that? You ever pray for open I just think it's a visual for me. I, you know, sometimes I say, God, give me an opportunity to, to share my faith. Or give me an opportunity to talk to this specific person about you. And I ask for that Jesus talk. And sometimes that door swings wide open just like a barn door, right? You go slide, you could drive a semi-truck right through it. You know God says, here it is. Share me. Tell these people about me. But, but more often than not, it's a little crack in the door. Would you agree? It's just a little bitty, you know, like, mm, God, is that you or am I just... I don't know, when you're, you kind of back up, you're a little scared, and I'm not sure, and you kind of, but man, I'm telling you, if God cracks the door, kick it open. What are you going to lose? That might be that person's last opportunity to trust in Jesus and be born again, go from death to life. Pray for doors. Pray for God to give you opportunities, give people you love opportunities to, to share Jesus with people, uh, to have Jesus talks, all right? So, and by the way, I encourage you to take down names of people you know are lost. Write them down. Pray by name. I have two sticky notes on my desk uh, full of probably 10, 12 names of students and adults that I know are lost and bound for hell, and I'm praying for them. God, give me an opportunity. Give other people opportunities. Soften their heart. Show them your love, and God will do that. So ask for them. Everybody say ask for them. Number two, look for them. Well, duh. Right? I mean, ask God for it. Be kind of dumb. Say, God, give me an opportunity to to have a Jesus talk with so-and-so or anybody, and then Mm, walk around like this and blinders. No, we need to be looking for those, right? Look, open our eyes and look for those opportunities that God gives us in our daily life. Um, 1 Peter 3.15 says, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Now listen, if you're, if you're always honoring Christ in your heart as holy, you're going to have opportunities, I believe. If you're living a life that's different, separate from the world, they're going to take notice and they're going to see that something's different about you, Jimmy, and they won't want it. So those are, you'd be looking for those opportunities to, to pre- be prepared to give a defense for someone to ask you, what's different? Why are you so happy all the time? Why are you always smiling? Because God will give you those opportunities if you look for them and keep your eyes peeled and, and looking for that opportunity to give a defense for the reason for the hope that is in you. Um, when you keep your eyes peeled, right? Um, so everybody say, ask for them. Everybody say, look for them, and most importantly, act on them. Act on them. Now, 
this is where it gets difficult uh, for most people, um, including myself, mainly because this is where the most spiritual battle takes place, the biggest warfare, because the enemy doesn't like you sharing your faith. You know that, right? He doesn't want you going on mission trips. He doesn't want you uh, teaching a VBS class. He doesn't want you knocking on your neighbor's door. He doesn't want you to, to walk into a hardware store and, and be looking for opportunities to share your faith. He doesn't like that. So when you decide to ask for him and you're looking for him and you, hey, here's an opportunity. The door's open. I'm going to act on it. That's when the spiritual warfare comes. Um, biggest in my life. I'm just going to speak from my, my personal experience. The enemy hates me. When I, when I start sharing my faith, he doesn't like that. He, he's going to fight me. He's going to tear me down. He's going to doubt me. He's going to say, you ain't worthy. He's going to say, how do you know what you're saying? And they're not going to listen. Or they're going to think you're an idiot. Or they're going to, you with me? You heard those lies before? That's what he does. And he doesn't want you sharing your faith. So at that moment, you got to gird yourself up, right? The Bible talks about putting on the armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, what I forget, feet fitted with readiness, the gospel of peace. Put, I had a little dance like that. Um, I need to go back and teach that because there's students that are now adults and married that um, I'll just say belt of truth and they give me the whole armor of God because we went through that a couple years ago. That's just, that makes an old man happy. But anyway, um, but every day put on your spiritual uh, battle gear because he's coming at you. He doesn't want you to share your faith. He doesn't want you to act on these opportunities that the Lord gives you um, because the devil knows very well that greater is he that is in us than he's in the world. He knows that he's been defeated. He ain't got a chance. If we're walking the Spirit, we're trusting Jesus. God, this is all you. Speak. Open your mouth and just here it comes, right? And God will do that. And he'll, he'll bless you and use you for that, for his glory. Um, you know, I love my Sunday school class. None of them are here tonight. I think they knew I was preaching. I'm seriously looking around. Kevin's here. I saw him. All right. Kevin and the rest of them are going to hell. They're, they've done lost their salvation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, they, they, they uh, but I do love my class. We love our class. We have a great class. But we, uh, we, Jason, you're not going to hell. You're here. Love you, man. Thank you for pointing that out. The rest of them are, though. By the way, we have like 15 Jasons on a roll in our church, in our class, I mean. But anyway, every, t- every Sunday morning, we start our class off. We just go around the circle. And, and I say, guys, tell me, and give me an opportunity this week that you shared your faith with somebody. Give, tell me, tell, give me an opportunity that you had this week or, or explain or tell or share. And inevitably, every week, honestly, you can vouch for this, we have at least one if maybe two people that say, hey, man, let me tell you this story. And I asked permission from this guy. Um, I'm going to say his name is George in my class. He's not a George. He's not here tonight, so I can talk bad about him. But last Sunday... I said, I said, guys, did anybody have a chance to share Jesus with somebody this week? And he said, you know, let me, let me tell you a story about a guy named, and he called his name. He said, we just hired him at work, and um, uh, um, he, he was the night shift, and I came in that morning, and I said, hey, man, how's it going? And, and he said, good, and he's just learned the, 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 the way they do their, their job there. And um, he said, man, just let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you to help you, if there's any questions you have or, or whatever, thinking work. And, and he goes, actually, if you could help me, I, I didn't know how to raise my two daughters. That's exactly what I said. So he's like, well, you know, actually, um, I've got two daughters and a son myself. And he said, and he proceeded to say, called his name, say, you know what? You can't raise your daughters until you can give them Jesus. But you can't give them Jesus if you don't have Jesus to give them. And he just shared the gospel with this man. Known him for probably a month, not even a month, and just laid it out there. And didn't he say 45 minutes he was talking to him in, in his office? Just exp- the man was um, a practicing Jew. 
And, uh, and, and God had given George um, experience in sharing Jesus with a Jew in the past, years and years and years ago, that, for that divine opportunity for him to, to share. Now, did he get on his knees and, and profess Christ as Lord in the office there that day? No, not yet, but I believe he will. And we're going to trust God to use George in that place of ministry <laughs> to, to let this man know you ain't going to be able to raise those girls until you get Jesus, and then you give them Jesus. And he said, man, he told him, didn't he say, he said, just open the Bible, man. Read it for yourself. Trust the Lord. He's got a plan for your life, a plan for your daughters. And I was like, man, that's what it's up. That's a Jesus talk. Would you agree? That's a man that's been asking and looking, and at that moment, he acted on that opportunity to share Jesus with this man at work. Um, Colossians um, 4 Five and six tells us, walk in wisdom towards outsiders. And I think that the reason George had that opportunity and the guy asked him is because he'd been walking in wisdom with that man. It says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Sharing Jesus, right? Verse six, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now, did George go into office that day and go, well, I'm, on, I'm ready to share Jesus? And he might have. I don't think he did. But he was prayed up, walking the Spirit, and, 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 and walking in wisdom. And when that opportunity came, he, he was ready to tell this young man that was seeking answers that the answer is only found in Jesus. Have you been changed by Jesus? Have you received eternal life? Have you been born again? Then, then, then we need to tell that to other people because they need answers. And we have the answer, and his name is Jesus. Have Jesus talks. Look, or ask for them, look for them, and then act on them. And lastly, once you ask for them, look for them, and act on them, I want to encourage you to trust in them. Trust in them. We don't know the outcome of, of George's conversation yet. That was only a week and a half ago. But we're going to trust that God is going to use that conversation and trust that God's going to continue to use George in this young man's life or relationship for, for this young man to know the Lord like we do and like George does. Trust in them. Now, we can't save anybody, can we? Absolutely not. You know, it's funny to me, sometimes, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, a kid, like a, they'll get like 12 or 13 years old, and they'll be at VBS, and they'll say, hey, they'll see me out in public or whatever, and they got saved at church here years ago. And hey, Brother Matt. I say, hey, man, you remember me? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I remember your face. Said, yeah, you saved me. <laughs> no, I did not. Back on up, Jack. Jesus saved you. You know, or whatever. It's kind of funny to me sometimes. But, but all that. So we don't save anybody. We can't do jack squat. But Lord using us and, and as a vessel, as an instrument, as a, as, a, as a conduit of his grace to other people, God can use us. But we've got to trust in these conversations. Now, um, it reminds me of this conversation that Paul was having with the Corinthian church. They were all whining about Apollos baptized me. Or no, Paul baptized me. Well, they're better. He's... And he says here, he's like, come on, guys. In 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 9, he says, What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Verse 8 says, He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. God's building. It's all God. Amen? It's all a working of the Holy Spirit. We can trust him. We can trust that he will use us in our lives. And he will trust in our, if we, and he will use our Jesus talks if we trust him to use them. 
This past Friday was a gorgeous day, wasn't it? Man, 70 degrees and it snowed last night. It was crazy. Welcome to Alabama. Um, but I, Friday's our off day, and, and you know that morning I got up, and I knew it was going to be nice and warm, and um, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit of God telling me to go kayak fishing Friday because it was so beautiful, and, and, and um, so I did. And I talked to a couple of college guys Wednesday night late. I said, anybody want to go fishing with me Friday morning? Now I got class, or I got this, I can't. But one guy said, hey, man, I might be able to. Um, but he told me later on the night he had a class at 11, so he said, well, I might just meet you down there. We'll just hang out for a little bit. So I went down to McFarland, and uh, we just talked for a little bit, and I told him, I said, man, I'm, I'm talking about how we need to share our faith on Sunday night, about having Jesus talks. And I, I think that's pretty much all I said, just that we need to be looking for opportunities. So um, we, were, we were talking a little bit, and I was cruising down through the harbor there, uh, McFarland. By the way, I've never done this before in my life, and there's a, a lot of current there in the Tennessee River. So I took a ride. I said, well, just meet me on down at the end of the pier, McFarland. That's a hop, skip, and a jump when you're driving a car, right? But a kayak going against the current, actually going with the current that way, but coming back was rough. But all that to say is I made it all the way down there, and he met me down there. And there's always somebody fishing down there. And I turned the corner, and the guy said, you catch anything? No, 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 whatever. And so as I'm, I'm coming over the edge, um, I, the, my, this college friend of mine was down there, and, um, and I saw this young man walking up with his bucket and his rods, and he said the same thing. You caught anything yet? And I said, no, man, I just, I'm no good. I'm not, I'm not good, whatever. But as I kind of drifted on, I, 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 over my shoulder, I saw this young man talking to him. And I just prayed. And I said, Lord, open that man's heart. Give my buddy the words to say. Give him courage. Give him boldness to tell that man about Jesus. I don't know. I just had that feeling. The Holy Spirit saw praying. I'm yeah, fishing. I ain't catching jack. But, I'm, but my goal there was to say, God, use this man's heart to introduce this other man to Jesus. Man, I'm such a sissy crying. I'm sorry, but I, I get so emotional when I think about what Jesus has done for me and, and, and what he wants to do through you, through each and every one of us. If we'll be willing, ask for him, look for him, act on him, and, and trust in him. Now, did he, like the other man, did he bow there on the pier and give his life to Jesus? No, but this, it was cool because um, I kept on drifting, I kept on praying, and I looked back, they're still talking, I kept on fishing, I looked back, they're still talking, and finally, I looked back and I saw my buddy walking off, and so I called him and said, you heading out? He said, yeah, I'm leaving, man. I said, did you tell the guy about Jesus? He goes, did you not get my text? And I said, no, I didn't. He said, yeah, actually I did. He said, had a pretty good, this is the text that he told me, had a pretty good convo with the guy fishing. Asked him about his beliefs and all that. Invited him to church and, and got his phone number. He wanted me to send him the name of our church and address. So hopefully he'll come Sunday told him who you were, and if he had any questions while he was still here, he could hit you up when you came by. Hope you don't mind. And he goes on to say, you know, um, I asked him about some other questions, and um, it's just cool when, 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 when I see you know, a part of God moving in someone else's life. It's just cool that, that God chooses to use us to pray. All I did was pray. I didn't do Jack. But I knew God was moving and stirring. And it's just cool. Now, I, I, he might be here tonight. I, I don't know. I don't see him here. I hope, wish he was. Be really. But pray for that young man. And, and pray for George's friend. And, and pray for your family members that's lost. And pray for our community people around us. Pray for people that come. God, I, I need to, this week, I want to have a Jesus talk. Do you want to have a Jesus talk this week? Eric, don't you want somebody to be, not that you want to boast, but wouldn't it be cool if someone said, man, I was talking to Eric. He was telling me about how he, he prayed with somebody on a, in the hallway at school. 
Or, you know, Sophie, I saw her sharing her faith with one of her cheerleading friends. You know, and, 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 you know, don't you want to have Jesus talks? I do. I want our church. What if just 10 of you, just 10 this week, asked for him, looked for him, acted on him, and trusted him, and, and came back next Sunday and said, let me tell you what God did. I promise you, we wouldn't, we wouldn't preach, would we, Doug? Trey, we wouldn't have to preach. We'd say, come on, let's testify about God moving in our lives. There ain't no reason why we don't have more people getting saved. There's a lot of lost people around us. And we, as born-again Christians, need to be having Jesus talks with lost people. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that He will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there, and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you are blessed by today's message.